Welcome back to our players only Mount Rushmore summer special program. This week we are focusing on the AFC North. I am Mike, joined as always by Brett, and this program here is sponsored by Michael's Glass Company, 205-338-3293 in the Philadelphia area, DePaul's Table, 7 East Lancaster Avenue in Ardmore, the heart of the main line, happy hour Monday through Friday, dinner daily, we are a Sports Talk Philly partner. Let's get right to this, let's set the rules, the ground rules again, it's been a couple weeks since we've done our Mount Rushmore, we had our regular show, which you should go and listen to at GL Stan Show, everywhere you find uh, us on social, and that's where the podcast will be. Players only. Very simple. <laughs> Can't spell it out any any simpler than that. But people will argue, people will argue with you that you should have put a, a coach in. Well, it says players only. So that's it. Players only. Yeah, I just thought that some teams, you, you could literally fill it up with coaches. I thought it would be more interesting just to do players. Agreed. And so because we have a couple teams in this division that fall into a little bit of an interesting category, Baltimore. So the Ravens is the Ravens only. We have already done one for the Colts. That is its own separate entity. This isn't Baltimore football. This is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, same with same with the Browns, right? The Browns, it's the yes. well, I guess the Browns is not including the Ravens. Yeah, because they kept the the history with the city. Which should happen from here on out, and it does, but it did not always happen that way. So let's get right to it. We're going to do this thing in alphabetical order. So I get to lead the way. We are going to start with the aforementioned Baltimore Ravens. And this one was easy, but hard all at once. And I say hard because when I was going through it, I said, oh, I know who it is. I write out my four, and then I kind of go in and I think – and I look at different things and say, is this who it's supposed to be? Now, a lot of people agreed with my four, but there were so many other guys. There was a lot of others for a franchise that's only been in existence as constituted for 25 years, right? 30? Uh, 96 or 94? 96. So 25 years yeah. of Baltimore Ravens football. Uh, let's get right to it. Very defensive-oriented for the most part, but I am going to start on offense, and I think Mr. Jonathan Ogden needs to be on that list. He is a stalwart of that offensive line, and he is there. Jonathan Ogden is my first choice. I said I would try not to go current players. I thought that was a little bit of a weird kind of thing. I mentioned it with Patrick Mahomes, but Terrell Suggs is a Raven. When I think of a Raven – He's one of the guys that I think of, and he immediately comes to mind. The second best safety in the history of the modern National Football League, Ed Reed, is on there, only behind Brian Dawkins. And then there's this guy, some some dude, Ray Lewis. I thought you were going to say Trent Dilfer. No, no, Trent Dilfer didn't even make my others, but obviously Ray Lewis is is the – is the Ravens. Yeah. You know, whenever anyone to this day still thinks of the Ravens, that's who you think of. Uh, on the other front, so I toyed with Jamal Lewis going onto my Mount Rushmore. Mm. The injury and the longevity didn't help it. He, when you think of him, you think of great Ravens teams, but he got hurt. It just didn't, it didn't compute. 
Joe Flacco gets a little bit of a, of a little bit of a nod. I'm not saying he's in there, but he is easily one of my other guys. Todd Heap was another one. Like out of the box, when I when I think of Baltimore Ravens, oh, Todd Heap was a great tight end, yep. and Haloti Nada was the other one that I was thinking of. But there's plenty. Of, there's a ton of guys. They have so many guys. Yeah. Um... I mean, so you had Todd Heap, which um, you remember Todd Heap actually didn't win a Super Bowl. To me, Dennis Pitta did. Um, Anquan Bolden was there for a little bit. But you think about also just that 2000 Ravens defense, Peter Bulware, who was there for a long time, Tony Siragusa, Sam Adams, Michael McCrary, Chris McAllister. Uh, yeah, there was um, Willis McGahee, Ray Rice. Um, like if you wanted to, if there is a modern football team, if you're building a franchise and you, you know, everyone says, oh, they want to do it the Steelers way or they wanted to do it the Packers way. If you're a modern franchise and you want to build a team and you want to build an organization, I think you got to look the way Baltimore has done it since going to Baltimore. And it, and really, I guess even right before that too, they, they had their little bit of a, a run in Cleveland and then they left. But that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, they did have Bill Belichick and let him go when they were in Cleveland. Um, yeah. I think, this it worked, is, I think it worked out okay, though. I mean, not I, as okay. It worked out for all parties, yeah. frankly. Yeah. Uh, look, Baltimore has been one of the most successful franchises of the last 25 years. And it should. I mean, you know, you talk about those next guys up. I think there, there's a clear difference between these four, the four that you mentioned for – their Mount Rushmore, and then the next guy's up. Like, those guys are all clear-cut Hall of Famers. The rest of those guys are, like, really good contributors. That's the way I look at it. Guys I would love to have on my team, but they're not greatness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But those four are, yeah, fantastic. And and to think that Baltimore, uh, the two of them were drafted in the same round for Baltimore, that's pretty damn good. I would say so. I yeah. would say so. Let's go to Cincinnati. I have the the privilege of the of picking the Bengals played their games at the uh, rear of Devil's Backbone, or I guess the top yeah. technically, right? No, that's not the top. It's the bottom. The bottom of it. The the race ended right outside the stadium. How could it be the top? Very valid point. So, so the Cincinnati Bengals, Devil's Backbone. For all of those who know, you know. Uh, this one was, uh, again, to start off the offensive line, Anthony Munoz. When I think of, of the Bengals, I think of Anthony Munoz. They're a little bit quarterback heavy. They've had some solid quarterbacks, but I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you Ken Anderson, who obviously predated my other pick, Boomer Esiason. Now, Boomer to me is is weird because I forgot how good of a Bengal that he was. I, for some reason, just view him as a – I view him as a Jet. But he, was an, he was an MVP as a Bengal. He was exactly he was an MVP as a Bengal, he, and that's why he's on, on on my list as a Cincinnati Bengal. Going away from non going to players only, it was interesting here. My last slot, my fourth slot, I I, I kind of toyed with it a little, little bit because the guy can be a diva, but he is undefeated in boxing. Chad Johnson, and when you look at Chad Johnson's stats. It's really, really remarkable. 
And here, here's another guy who just kind of fell into that Marvin Lewis didn't get them over the hump kind of thing because he probably deserved a little bit better. Yeah, he was a great player. Um, guy that the Eagles overlooked when drafting Freddie Mitchell. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, other, guys, uh, other guys that came to mind, uh, Corey Dillon was one that came to mind. You know, Carson Palmer, A.J. Green, all good players, but not to that to that level. Icky, Icky Woods was another one that, that popped in. Yeah. But, you know, to KO Spikes, we're talking yeah. all-time greats. And none of it's 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 the four that I gave you. Yeah, I mean, without putting Paul Brown, Sam Weish, and those guys on it. Yeah, like there's I, franchises that are guys. Yeah, right. Like they don't exist without Paul Brown. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two franchises that don't exist without him, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I I'm just trying to think back to like. When the Bengals went at Super Bowl 16 and then when they went 23, they had some good players. I mean, you had Chris Collinsworth, but you didn't have – I mean, they had some David Fulcher, Tim Crumry, who broke his leg in 23. is pretty nasty. Um, but they didn't have a lot of other named no, players. They were good. Yeah. They had back for, I guess, about a decade there, 15 years, they had Ken Anderson at quarterback – yeah. Who rolled right into Boomer. You know, they were good. Chris Collinsworth was a, obviously a serviceable wide receiver. Sucks as an analyst, but a serviceable wide receiver. Yeah. Nonetheless, that's probably why they didn't win. Yeah, it's interesting. Although they were the team that actually took the, the Niners during that era to the brink more than the other teams in the Super Bowl. So it's interesting in that regard. That was yeah, John, I, I think that was, was John, that was a John Candy game, correct? Well, that was 23. 16 wasn't that, was pretty close too. Yeah. yeah I mean, they had a uh, goal line, they had a goal line stand in 16 that the Niners did. Uh, and they, um, they, I think there was a four point game, if my memory serves me correct. But yeah, those four kind of seem pretty obvious to me. Like, well, those are the guys. I agree. That's yeah. I picked them. Yeah, th- those are good. I like them. Very good job. So we are up to the land, right, Cleveland? Yes. yes. Worst nickname of all time, by the way. Um, the land and believe land. Come on, two LeBron. You know, well, here's another one I don't like. We go just re- real quick going back to Cincinnati. So New Orleans are the Hoodats, and then Cincinnati are the Hoodays. It's also the Queen City. I know it's a little too much. It's which too could close. be, which could be Charlotte, but who knows? Yeah. So Cleveland um, is a team, obviously, who their best years are long gone. Uh, they they had most of their success in a far different era. So this was really a history lesson. Uh, I think, though, when you mention the Cleveland Browns, there's one name that comes. Uh, before every other could very well make the argument. This is not only one of the best football players of all time, but actually one of the greatest athletes being that football wasn't even his best sport. Uh, And I'm referring to Jim Brown. So to me, he's number one. And an actor. And an actor. That is very true. 
Um, yeah, just an incredible guy. Um, number two is to me the quarterback of that era, which is Otto Graham. And, um, you know, some say he was one of the best quarterbacks of his era and, you know, won many championships when they were in the AAFC and then when they went over to the NFL. Uh, the last two, first one is one of the first players to break the color barrier in the NFL. And not only should he get credit for doing that, but then being a dominant player was actually very unique. He was a gigantic running back, uh, Marion Motley, uh, who, you know, most football historians will tell you is one of the best running backs of all time. Then lastly, um, this guy was just one of the best of all time. I wanted to look up his stats really quickly. Um, Lou Groza, who was a, Four-time All-Pro and a nine-time Pro Bowl, nine-time Pro Bowler. Um, so those were the top four. The the one I struggled with the most was because, frankly, he's one of the best of all time, but he just played in an era where they were terrible. Was Joe Thomas? I mean, if you look at Joe, Joe Thomas, comes in the league, he is a six-time All-Pro and a ten-time Pro Bowler. I just I had to give it to the guys that were part of teams that won over Joe Thomas. That was I, the only reason. It's hard to argue. It's hard to argue that. I I mean, Joe Thomas. If you slide if you slide him in there, fine. But yeah, it's hard to argue against your rationale there. Uh, Lou Groja was he with the Browns when they came in from the All American Football Conference? Yeah. Because then you're even going to get skewed stats there. Because yeah. you're you're only looking. I mean, they they popped the the Eagles when after the Eagles won. I guess it was sick nineteen sixty. So nineteen sixty one, the Eagles opened Cleveland opened up at Philadelphia. I think you're thinking fifty. Fifty. Sorry, after the forty nine championship. Yeah, yeah. And, and you guys and, went back to back, right? And the Browns just absolutely that from the other league that was really. Wasn't a greatest league. It had Baltimore. It had it had Cleveland. I mean, the, the the Brooklyn Dodgers football team was part of it. So they weren't. I think the Niners. Right. There was yeah. I think three or four. Yeah. And they came in and just annihilated people. People forget how good they were, but it was in a time where that doesn't exist. Yeah. Because it wasn't the Super Bowl era. No, but it's true. I mean, for a time, they were the best football team in the world, but they didn't even play for the NFL. So it was unique in that regard. But, yeah, Lou Groza was part of that team as well as their 57 championship team. I mean, he was kind of, you know, he, he was a sort of did it all. I And, again, to me, it was the number one guy. The, the first guy on the outside looking in was Joe Thomas. The other two names I came up with were Ozzie Newsome and Clay Matthews. Um, Ozzie Newsome, one of the best tight ends of all time. Clay Matthews, we discussed because he was a finalist uh, for the, the Hall of Fame. It was just a very good player for a long time. And during the 80s when the Browns, the sort of the last stand of the Browns competitively, you know, now they're, you know, credit to them. They're once again competitive. But, yeah, there's nobody else uh, to me in the second version of the Browns. Other than Joe Thomas, no, I no, no. 
No, I, I could like I couldn't even think of anyone cl- like. There's a few guys who had like one good year. Yeah, no, they're, they're, nobody. I think the closest one might be like Nick Chubb. So nobody. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, but so you want to talk about opposite ends of the spectrum? Go from Cincinnati or go from Cleveland to Pittsburgh, where. They literally could have a a twenty person Mount Rushmore. Yeah, good luck narrowing this one down. This this one what was difficult. Um, so to me, you know, look, I, I, there's different eras, right? There's there's the Pittsburgh Steelers of of the early stages of the NFL when they were not very good. You have the Steel Curtain era. Then you have the um, Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin era, right? So to me, I, I believe the Steel Curtain era truly is the era, though, of the Steelers. But so to me, the first two guys, and this is not that, frankly, the last two, I think would I'd put them on top, but I just, just sort of prefacing this argument or, you know, presentation. The first two are the quarterbacks of both of those eras. So I have Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, when all is said and done, will be a Hall of Famer. You know, um, you know, we're not talking about his personal life right now and all of those things, but uh, you know, one, two, got to three. The first one he won, I think the team won in spite of him. But you know. You get to the second one when they beat the Cardinals. They won with the you know the last second throw to San Antonio Holmes. So yeah, Terry Bradshaw obviously won four. You know that he's in very rarefied air. There's only three quarterbacks to do what he did. So very special. But to me, so those are those two. Then you get to what are the Steelers known for? To me, they're known for defense. And while there were great players of the more Recent Steelers, you think of Polamalu, you think of Harrison, Lamar Woodley, um, the late Kevin Green, um, Greg Lloyd, Rod Woodson. To me, what personifies the Steelers was the Steel Curtain defense, and the two guys that did that were Joe Green and Jack Lambert. So, And they were kind of the voices of that defense. Jack Ham was also very close because he was considered up until LT the best outside linebacker of all time. But whenever you see like presentations of the Steelers, it's always Green and Lambert being like the loud, outspoken leaders. Ham kind of was there. I mean, you have like Mel Blunt who recreated the cornerback, but they literally had to change rules because of him. I'm also leaving out, I mean, you know, I still haven't even mentioned. Like um, Mike Webster, who might be one of the greatest centers of all time. Franco Harris, Lynn Swan. It's just, you know, on and on and on. And there, there actually is a Hall of Famer from that earlier era, the guy Ernie Stoutner. Very good player, was considered one of the best of his time, but again, didn't win anything, and then the Steelers just kept winning afterwards. So, yeah, this was that was a tough one to me. But that's how that's how I broke it down. You any way you would have broken it down, you wouldn't have been wrong, and you would have been wrong all at the same time. Yeah, 
there, there's going to be a whole bunch of people in Pittsburgh that, that are going to call you an idiot. And they'd be right, but you're right because there's so many which ways to to break this thing down. I'm a little surprised you didn't put Franco Harrison there strictly for the South Jersey connection. Yeah, then I, you know, I was thinking Penn State though. Okay, yeah, so what? Yeah, you know, Penn State. On that note, we are going to wrap this show up. We will be back to wrap up the AFC on our Mount Rushmore Summer Special Series with the AFC East. I'm Mike, that's Brett. We will catch you down the road.